Blog Talk Radio. This is episode five of Fight Night Recap of Damage Report Live Radio. This is your host, the creator and innovator of the Damage Report, Zen Rhino, a.k.a. Jeff McConnell. I'd like to welcome you, like I said, to episode five of Fight Night Recap. And the reason we're doing this is because this weekend we had some amazing events going on here in Pennsylvania as well as uh, down in New Orleans and uh, otherwise else in the country, and I'm going to bring some results and some commentary about that to you, the fight fans and listeners of the Damage Report. Excuse me. First, I want to give some shout-outs there. There's some people that, uh, you know, help me do what I do so that I could try to make this show as best as possible for you, the listener, the fight fan, and uh, the people who check us out on YouTube. So uh, I want to thank out uh, Stephen Reichel from Cage Side Submissions. Uh, him and Rachel Rue do an amazing job there Thursdays at uh, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. You know, Stephen's a good friend. Uh, he's always got my back. He was with us Friday, as you remember, if you were listening to the episode. And if you weren't, what's wrong with you? You should be listening to every episode of the Damage Report. Anyway, like I said, Stephen, he's amazing to the uh, local MMA scene. Uh, you know, helps out a lot of people, willing to do whatever uh, to help out our friends in uh, MMA media. And him and Rachel got a real quality product out there. want to thank him for doing what he does and for helping me do what I do. Uh, so thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Kate Side Submissions. <clears throat> also, I uh, want to thank a good friend, friend of the show, Jamie Chesney of In Your Face MMA. Um, you can check her uh, In Your Face MMA page out on Twitter and YouTube, you know, Jamie's a fighter, and she's also involved with MMA media. She's got an amazing uh, website there. It's kind of like an online magazine where she does in-depth fighter interviews, and always got to give a shout-out to Jamie. She's incredible. She's amazing. Um, then we got Jim Alger and everybody at Steel Nation Magazine. Um, got to love them. They, you know, they support the local MMA scene out there in Pittsburgh very well. They're at the events. You know, they check them out on uh, Twitter and Facebook as well. That's uh, Jim and everybody at Steel Nation Magazine. And, of course, Alan Levine, the talking machine, and everybody involved with Pittsburgh Sports Line. Uh, you know, check them out on, on Facebook and, and whatnot. They, those guys are out there doing live radio shows in studio. Uh, well, in a bar, really, not in studio. You know, they have different locations. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure where they're broadcasting out of at the moment, but you know, Alan Levine and everybody at Pittsburgh Sports Line, they're amazing, they're awesome. You know, check them out when they're on the air. Um, and go see them live because, you know, they're really amazing. Um, oh, excuse me. I want to thank Jay General and everyone at Fresh Start MMA. You know, Jay, uh, nice enough to post my opinion pieces on freshstartmma.com, and, uh, you know, he gives me some support there. You know, you've got people like Colvick doing his show, 
and uh, Izzy doing his show, and you got Vanessa doing her show. There's a lot of quality MMA podcasts out there coming from the people at Fresh Start MMA. I want to thank them for sure. Um, also, while I'm at it, you know, thanking my friends in the MMA media. We got everybody at MMM, MMA Mayhem Radio. Sorry about that, guys. We got Joel Brock, George Kenbrew, Ashley Luther. Uh, he boots everyone down there. They're amazing. They're incredible. Putting out some awesome interviews, you know, uh, hitting the scene really good down there in the southeast and representing down that way. So I want to thank them. Also, down in the, the Carolina area is our Eric Ellison kicking out with his War of the Words. I like to support people that, that are doing the MMA journalism right. Got to thank my friends. You know, they, they got my back. So, uh, you know, I want to thank you all. You guys are amazing. You're an inspiration. And then on the writing tip, we got people like uh, Brooklyn, uh, Steffi uh, Hayes, and Katie Winter, and Brianna Armstrong, <clears throat> you know, people, and, and Kimberly uh, Boucher, people that are really inspiring me and motivating me to try to be better, do better, so that I can make my blog this radio show, and my YouTube channel be better for you, the fans, the listeners, the readers. So thank everyone for that. Check them out. Look for them online. Also got to give a quick shout-out to Tommy Toehold, good friend of the show. You know, he was on uh, a while back with Steven, and uh, I got to interview him also on Steven's show, Cage Side Submissions. He's incredible. He's amazing. He's made me YouTube famous more than once. So thanks, Tommy Toehold. Okay, so with that, I want to get to a couple of sponsors here, and then I'm going to get into the Fight Night recap. we got um, Eddie the Dude Dowd from MMABarn.org. Uh, you go to shop.mmabarn.org, and you enter the promo code DAMAGE. That's D-A-M-M-A-G-E, and he'll give you free shipping on all his quality products at reasonable prices. Check him out. He's got a good selection, MMABarn.org. Also, uh, we got Brian Vello of Velo's Vinyl Lettering. Check it out at velosvinyl.com. That's V-E-L-L-O-S-V-I-N-Y-L.com. He's an artist. He, he's amazing at what he does with those vinyl uh, wraps or stickers or whatever you want to call them, decals. Um, he's the guy who did the uh, the amazing Damage Report logo uh, vinyl that I have on my uh, Toshiba laptop right now. Check out his website. Look for him on Facebook. Brian Vello is amazing at what he does. <clears throat> so, um, Also, I'm, I'm going to give a quick shout-out to Doc Howie um, for uh, <clears throat> Howard Fiddler there. He, uh, he sent me uh, the Zion X Vans. I hope I didn't mispronounce that. I, I should have asked him before I, I said that, but it's, uh, it's xionx.us. Check out the website. Um, it's negative ion uh, band. I, I, he sent me the product. I'm product testing it. Uh, just got it Thursday, but initially I'm having some uh, some good results from it. So I look forward to continuing the product test, and I'll be mentioning it on the radio show, as well as um, I'll probably do a, a video for it on my YouTube channel, and I'll definitely do an article about it, giving you a product review. That's xionx.us. Check it out. Um, also, uh, real quick, before I do that, uh, Cobra Razors was... Uh, approach me. We're pro- probably going to try to work something out with them. Uh, you know, I definitely have need uh, for razors. Uh, I like my head shaved because it's getting a little missing in some places and unruly where it is there. And uh, definitely my facial hair as far as my goatee, beard, whatever I decide to rock. Um, so I'm going to check out Cobra Razors. Hopefully I can work something out with them. 
and um, maybe they'll be a sponsor or advertiser of the damage report. So look them up on Facebook, Cobra Razors. All right, now to the show, actually. Yes, that's been about a third of the show, uh, doing shout-outs, promos, giving mention of the advertisers and whatnot. <clears throat> Excuse me. So but let's get to this. This is Fight Night Recap, Episode 5, and I'm going to start off with the Western Pennsylvania event that went down yesterday in Butler, Pennsylvania. It was Gladiators of the Cage 17 from Robert Joseph and Epic Leap Entertainment. Uh, give a quick shout-out to Dan Bogan, the announcer extraordinaire from Gladiators of the Cage. He always gives love to the Damage Report, and I wanted to thank him for doing that. And um, if you missed it, you can go to www.gotcmma.com, and you can see the stream of the event yesterday. Gladiators of the Cage 17 had some amazing fights. There were um, nine fights on the fight card, and I'm going to go from top to bottom instead of bottom to top. Uh, main event was uh, Dan the Dragon Spawn. You probably know him from season 19 of The Ultimate Fighter. Uh, Dan Spawn uh, ended up defeating a very tough competitor from uh, Eastern Pennsylvania, Lewis Rumsey. Um, it was by unanimous decision, which, uh, you know, that set, I give some kudos to Rumsey on that because Dan Spawn is no joke. He's a very tough competitor. You know, and so that was that was uh, you know went the the distance, and Dan Spawn wins by unanimous decision. Co-main event was uh, Francis Healy ended up losing to Matt Demar Cantonio. Um, it was a verbal submission from a Kimura in round one. Um, you know, like Francis Healy, the Mad Dog is, is a Western PA fighter. He's an amazing guy. It was minor setback. Hopefully he can, uh, you know, work things out and get back to his winning ways in his next fight. But as I said, Matt D. Marcantonio wins over Francis Healy by Kimura in round one. <clears throat> Those were the two pro fights. Now for the amateur fights on, on the fight card, there was uh, the heavyweights. Uh, Steve Maori defeated Chris Aranjo by armbar in round two. Uh, we had Corey Vale defeating Garrett Dush by rear naked choke in round one. Dalton Brady defeats Jason Alexander by guillotine in round two. Jeremy Sakuda, like Jeremy, he's a fighter to watch. Uh, he defeated uh, Sean McSherry by unanimous decision. <clears throat> Excuse me. Lucas Keeler ended up defeating. Mark Sestock, also by unanimous decision. We had uh, Dan, excuse me, Damon Thiel defeating Charles O'Brien by guillotine in round one. And the first fight of the night, which is the last one here for the Gladiators in the Cage wrap-up, was Vince Ming defeating Ryan Thorne by split decision. I um, want to give a thank you to Lewis Rumsey for giving me the link. This is at bluegrassmma.com is where I got the results for Gladiators of the Cage 17. So check them out, bluegrassmma.com. Uh, is one of the many uh, websites out there that are covering uh, the local MMA scene. And like I said, that was the results for Gladiators of the Cage 17 that went down in Butler, Pennsylvania. Big shout-out to Robert Joseph puts on quality MMA fights. Uh, this one was in Butler. You know, that's Pittsburgh area. So uh, 
Always check out Robert Joseph and Epic Leap Entertainment whenever Gladiators of the Cage do an event near you. <clears throat> the other event that was in Pennsylvania yesterday was Cage Fury Fighting Championships 49 at the Sands Casino in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Um, CFFC uh, bought out XFE, which was Extreme Fighting Events. Uh, they were putting on uh, events in both uh, Bethlehem and also um, the Valley Forge area. Probably didn't get that right. It's probably Chester, PA, but they were in the Valley Forge area. Uh, so XFE now owned by CFFC, and it's glad to see that they came back to the Sands in Bethlehem for CFFC 49. <clears throat> there were some amazing fights on this fight card. Uh, Stephen Reichel of Cage Side Submissions was at the event alongside Serena De Jesus, amazing person, great fighter. Definitely remember that name, Serena De Jesus. Also, with another amazing fighter that you should know about or be paying attention to was, that was there was Andrea Wyro. So, big shout out to those three for um, you know they gave me some results and they were telling me about how amazing the fights were. Fourteen fights on this fight card. You know, CFFC really packed it in, and as we were talking on Friday, you could have split that fight card in half and made two quality events, but they gave you 14 for the price of one ticket. Uh, I'm going to go from top to bottom on this. We had uh, Stephen's friend was talking about the Sidemar Honorio Lincoln DeSa by unanimous decision. That was the main event. That was a title fight, as we were saying. So Sidemar Honorio uh, wins by unanimous decision. Now, co-main event, Bill Alejo defeats, excuse me, Anthony Terrell Smith. Sorry about that. Um, that was uh, Anthony is, is someone that I've seen fight before, so it was sad to see that he lost. You know, a unanimous decision meant that it went all the distance. Uh, so hopefully uh, he'll get back to his winning ways. But Bill Alejo did defeat Anthony Terrell Smith by unanimous decision. Now, another fighter that you should be watching, Scott Heckman is a beast, and he ended up, he defeated Justin Dalton by submission in round one. So Scott Heckman is is a pretty good fighter. He was, uh, I think he's one of those Mike Constantino fighters. Uh, sorry if I'm wrong about that. But, uh, you know, Heckman now went to 19-7 and seven overall. Uh, this was a uh, bantamweight fight, and uh, it was a guillotine choke and he, that he won by. Heckman is, is definitely a fighter to watch. He's someone that could hit the Bellator or even the UFC scene soon. Um, him and another fighter coming up later on, I would like to see fight against someone like a Mark Cherico out of Pittsburgh uh, because Pennsylvania is stacked with some fighters at 135 and 145, and it, it's time that we get these beasts together and find out who the best of the best is. So definitely Scott Heckman winning by guillotine round one over Justin Dalton. Uh, next fight, Mark Stevens ended up defeating Mike Medrano by unanimous decision. And now, you know, another fight. This was one of the highlight fights uh, from what I heard. It, even though it ended quickly, <clears throat> Jay Haas ends up losing to Brian Kelleher by submission in the first round, almost at the end of the first round, four minutes, 49 seconds of round one. Uh, and that was also a guillotine choke. So now Brian Kelleher is the other fighter I'd like to see uh, get matched up against Mark, the pride of Bloomfeld Cherko. Kelleher is ranked number two by Tapology.com as far as uh, Pennsylvania bantamweights go, uh, professional bantamweights. 
He's 13-7. and seven. I'd like to see someone out there, whether it be Pinnacle Fighting Championships, whether it be Gladiators of the Cage, whether it be CFFC, World Cage Fighting Championships, somebody out there get Brian Kelleher against Mark Cherko because I want to see who the better fighter is in this fight because uh, those two guys are beasts. Mark uh, thinks he should be ranked higher than Brian on that topology uh, ranking system, so let's figure it out. Let's see who's better. Match him up. Next fight, uh, Corey Bleakin defeated Nathan Van Tassel by unanimous decision. Uh, like I said, I've seen uh, Van Tassel fight before. Um, Bleakin is a tough uh, fighter, and you know, as we said, he wins by unanimous decision. Um, next fight was Joseph Lowry defeating Andrew Chirico. Uh, that was by rear naked choke in the second round. Lowry defeating Cherko. Next fight, um, uh, I'll sad to see that, uh, you know, Pennsylvania fighter that I was looking at, been keeping an eye on. Brett Martinez ends up losing to Bradley Desir. Uh That was in round one. It was a uh, says submission due to strikes. I guess that would be TKOs, how they uh, should have listed it. But, uh, you know, Bradley Desir defeating Brett Martinez in round one due to strikes. Next fight we had was Derek Brennan defeating Thad Frick. That was a uh, TKO in round one. We had Eddie Alvarez, the other Eddie Alvarez, making his pro debut. Um, you know, Steven and I was talking about him. He's a, a Philadelphia area fighter, Harrisburg, Philadelphia. Don't want to get that wrong. I'm going to just say Southeastern Pennsylvania fighter. Uh, Eddie Alvarez, is, you know, he had an amazing amateur career. He made his pro debut, and he won against Gabriel Fonseca in round one by KO. <clears throat> now, next fight, another fighter that you should be paying attention to. Remember this name, Basil Hafez. Um, he won over Paul Sims uh, in round three by rear naked choke. Basil Hafez, I remember seeing him, like I said, whenever I was uh, covering XFE events on GFL for uh, MMA Madhouse. Uh, I've seen Basil Hafez fight more than once. He's an amazing fighter, up and coming. He's now 6-1, and one. and like I said, he defeated Paul Sims by rear naked choke in round three. Um, <clears throat> next fight was Keith Farrington. That was one of the fights that uh, Stephen had said, pay attention to this fight. It should be exciting. Uh, well, Keith Farrington ends up defeating Izzy and Carcion, by rear naked choke in round two. Two more fights that was left on that fight card. We had Joseph Zanka defeating Brad Bolton by unanimous decision. And the first fight of the night, the last fight on this recap for Cage Fury Fighting Championships, Dwayne Lynch defeated Sharon Moore by split decision. Um, CFFC, like I said, quality uh, promotion, you know, they're mainly out of New Jersey. Once they purchased XFE, they you know they're venturing into uh, the Bethlehem area, which which should be you know they should keep that in my opinion. Uh, XFE was doing a great job putting on events in southeastern Pennsylvania and eastern Pennsylvania, and that should continue. So uh, the next one, which will be Cage Fury Fighting Championships 50, is going to be at the Borgata in Atlantic City. But it's good to see that CFFC has brought MMA back to the Bethlehem area. 
Now, without further ado, I'm going to get to amazing um, event last night. It, it, it's hard to believe that this was free on TV and not a pay-per-view event. Um, CM Punk <laughs> tweeted last night, and I, I retweeted it because it was just too good not to share. Uh, it said, well, that was worth the 50 bucks. Oh, wait, that was free. <laughs> and, of course, I'm talking about UFC Fight Night 68 down in New Orleans, a.k.a. Boach versus Henderson. Um, Twelve fights on this fight card. Ten of them ended by either submission or KO-TKO. So ten fights out of 12 did not go to the judges' scorecard, and it was it was incredible. Um, many of them didn't even make it out of the, the first round. It was just it was incredible. It was an action-packed, quality, stacked fight card that the UFC put on. So I'm going to give a you know give out kudos there to uh, Dave Schaller, Sean Shelby, Joe Silva, Dana White, everyone at the UFC. This was a top-notch quality event that they put on the fight card rivaled some of the pay-per-views that they put on recently. And some of the pay-per-views have had double title fights in them. You know, I mean, this was definitely quality. Like I said, it was it was amazing for being totally free on TV and not a pay-per-view. I'm, I'm going to start off here at the bottom and work my way up instead of doing the top to bottom on that because I want to build up main event and co-main event. We're amazing, but I'm going to start with the fight past prelim. <clears throat> we had... Uh, Jose Quinones defeating Leonardo Morales. This ended up being a catchweight fight because um, Morales did not make weight. He ended up coming in at 137 pounds, so technically it was a catchweight, 137-pound fight. Joseph Quinones ended up winning by rear naked choke in the second round. So on top of that 20% of uh, Morales' pay that he got for Morales not making weight, he also gets the win bonus. So that's good. Jose Canones winning by rear naked choke. The other uh, fight pass prelim had uh, Jake Collier defeating Ricardo Abreu. This was, uh, I, don't, I don't want to call it controversial. It was a very, very close fight, and it, uh, Jake Collier wins by split decision um, <clears throat> over Ricardo Abreu. I, I, I was, I picked Abreu. I'll say that flat up. That I'm not saying that, um, you know, it, it's the one I thought would win, you know, not the one I, fighter I wanted to win. I had no stake either way. I don't know either fighter, not a fan, you know, not that I'm not a fan of them. I just don't know them that well. But when I was watching it, I was like, wow, I thought maybe Abreu would have won by a split decision. But, hey, three judges saw it the way they saw it. Jake Collier wins by a split decision. <clears throat> First uh, fight on the Fox Sports 1 prelims had Joe Proctor defeating Justin Edwards by, they call it a technical submission. It was a guillotine choke in the third round. It was just seconds away, literally. It was 4 minutes, 58 seconds into it. And um, Joe Proctor wins by guillotine choke over Justin Edwards. Uh, He had Chris Wade defeating Christos Gallegos by unanimous decision. That was the other fight that went to decision other than the Collier-Abreu fight. So the rest of these from here on up are all finishes, and it was action-packed. So, like I said, Chris Wade defeating Christos Gallegos by unanimous decision. And then the action really kicked into high gear. We had Omari Akhmedov defeating Brian Ebersol. Uh, basically, uh, Ebersol had just taken so many punishing leg kicks that he could not answer the bell for the second round. So 
they called it a TKO. Um, Ebersol couldn't come to the to fight for the second round. Akhmedov wins the fight. Also, uh, side note on that, Ebersol, that was his 70th professional MMA fight, and it was his last. Um, he announced his retirement after that. And he basically, he just said, you know, he told John Anik, I'm going to leave it to these younger guys. Uh, you know, he just, he, he was a trooper. You know, he, he a little bit of a character with his uh, shaving, grooming his chest hair into an arrow, pointing to his chin, kind of giving a, you know, a, a direction of where his opponent should punch. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so he was entertaining over the years. Sad to see him retire, but hey, at least he, he left on his own terms. Would have been nice if he went out on a win, but Amari Akhmedov ends up winning by TKO because Brian Ebersol could not answer the bell for round two. Next, battle of the heavies, the big guns. We had Sean Jordan defeating Derek Lewis just 48 seconds into round two. Uh, technically, they're calling it a TKO to heel hook and punches on Wikipedia. I was surprised that this fight even made it out of halfway through the first round, let alone that it was able to creep into the second round. Um, these guys, they came to throw bombs. They, were, they weren't even trying to, you know, they were just standing in the pocket going at each other. There was a little pressure where they were trying to scramble up against the cage and stuff, but these were people that were swinging for the fences. And um, Sean Jordan got the, the, the better of that on almost on every exchange that they had. Um, I had Sean Jordan winning the first round. Like I said, I don't know how it made it out of that first round. But as I was typing that, Sean Jordan made very quick uh, work of Derek Lewis, who is no slouch. He is a beast. I mean, he is huge. He was coming in at, I believe it was 264 and a half. He was just barely making the 265 cutoff there to be a heavyweight. And, uh, you know, Sean Jordan just, made quick work of him in the second round, finishing him off by TKO. We went on to the main card uh, portion of the the fight card. First fight of the Fox Sports 1 uh, main card broadcast was Francisco Rivera and Alex Bruce Leroy Caceres. Um, If you blinked, you would have missed it uh, because Rivera made very quick work of Bruce Leroy. Uh, That fight ended by KO, 21 seconds into the first round. Um, it, it was like half of that was just them jockeying for position. Little Rivera could have got it done in half that time, really. I mean, he, he ended up, Bruce Leroy, as they were describing him, Caceres, in the commentary, his hands were low and his chin was high. He just left it out there. You know, like Joe Rogan would say, he got his head on a pole. <laughs> You know, he just, he, he was basically, he was putting a target. Forget Brian Ebersol with the arrow. Bruce Leroy with the way he had his hands low and his chin up high. He was putting the neon light right on his chin. Francisco Rivera came with, I believe it was a left hook. Put him down, put him out, done. Um, I'm going to get to Rivera after I get done with the fights because there was something that went on whenever I talked about bonus awards and whatnot. Wrote up. Opinion article about it. Jay posted it on Fresh Start MMA, but I'll get back to that. And I want to get over this all together so I can put things into perspective. Next fight, 10 months in the making because it should have happened months ago. It was Anthony Burchak and Joe, one bad mofo, Soto. Uh, these guys were supposed to fight back whenever TJ Dillashaw was going to fight Hennon Burrell. Um, but Burrell ended up 
having a medical emergency when he was trying to cut weight. He got pulled from the fight card. They bumped Joe Soto from, I believe he was on the fight pass prelims. Not even the televised prelims. It was him versus Burchak on the fight pass prelims. They bumped Soto up into the main event to fight P.J. Dillashaw. He went five rounds with the champ but did not win. So it was finally Burchak gets to face Soto. I don't know if there was a little bad blood animosity going on there. I think some Twitter beef was going on between these two. Um, But uh, Burchak ends up winning over Joe Soto by KO, minute and 37 seconds into round one. And, uh, you know, I like Burchak, really nice guy. And, uh, you know, he, he got into a little trouble last fight. You know, he got a little too anxious. He was... Like you said, some rookie mistakes where he jumped in and he, he got himself in a bad position, which he almost repeated in this fight, but he got, he saw what was going on. He realized what, what he was doing. He almost repeated his mistake. Could have got caught in a heel hook or, in, or a knee bar. Got himself out of there. Got Soto up against the fence, was launching elbows and punches and strikes and just put him out, flat out. He dropped. It was almost like... Rocky in, uh, you know, where Rocky falls face first, you know. Joe Soto was out. Fight was over. Anthony Burchak wins by KO. One minute, 37 seconds into round one. Fight just kept on going. You know, I mean, it was the the hits just kept on coming. The KOs, TKOs were going. Our next fight was Brian Ortega in what ends up being fight of the night. I called it that it should have been that. It was it was a hard night with 10 out of 12 fights ending in, in submission or KO, TKO. It was going to be hard to pick who would got fight of the night. And I called it that it was going to be Brian Ortega and Thiago Tavares, and that's what it ended up being. Fight of the night, Ortega ends up pulling off a TKO of Thiago Tavares into the third round. It was four minutes, ten seconds into the third round. And um, Tavares was was cut in like two places on his head. He was bleeding. Uh, Ortega even said in the post-fight interview how how he was getting Tavares' blood in his mouth. And he was like, oh, God, is this really happening and stuff. And uh, so it was it was back and forth. Ortega was – I was so, so glad that he ended up finishing it because – this was a fight that was so technical and Ortega was doing so much damage off his back while um, Tavares was in his guard. I was wondering, you know, are the judges going to be able to properly analyze this fight and award the points properly when they were scoring? And, you know, because Tavares had the first round. Ortega came on, took the second, and finished him in the third. And it definitely, like I said, it in my mind, it was going to be fight of the night. It had to have been, and it did end up being fight of the night. So Brian Ortega wins by TKO in the third round over Chicago Tobias. Next, one of the hometown boys like Sean Jordan, well, home state, uh, Dustin the Diamond Poirier from Louisiana facing Yancey Medeiros in what ended up being a catchweight fight also because Medeiros was the other fighter besides Morales who missed weight at the weigh-ins, it ended up being a catchweight fight at 159 and a half pounds. And this was uh, Poirier's first uh, fight back at lightweight. He had previously been a featherweight. And he had said, you know, the cut down to 145 was too much for him. It was just, it was too taxing. He, he didn't feel the same. He didn't feel like he was uh, having the power that he he normally would want. He just didn't feel right that the cut was too much. And he looked great at, at lightweight. 
Um, he had power. He had speed. And Poirier defeated Medeiros by TKO. They call it body kick and punches. But he just picked Medeiros apart and won by TKO 238 of round one. Um, I called him a, a striking sniper or a Vatican assassin whenever I posted online. Dustin Poirier looked amazing. He was humble. Um, one of the things they said yesterday after or the day before at the weigh-in on Friday was that Medeiros came to Poirier's room, knocked on the door, spoke to him face-to-face and said, look, man, I'm not going to make weight. I just want to let you know now. I apologize. Uh, let's try to do what we can do, give the fans the fight they want. Poirier said he totally respected that. And, um, but he made him pay for it. <laughs> you know, maybe Medeiros had been hurt. We didn't know about it. Maybe that was the reason why he got hurt in training camp and that prevented him from cutting the weight or maybe the bad cut trying to get down and he couldn't get there. Maybe that taxed his body and he didn't have any strength. Maybe none of that would have mattered anyway. Maybe if the best Yancey Medeiros possible could have came in, I think Dustin Poirier still would have taken him out to the woodshed, as they say, you know, because Poirier was just that on point and that good last night. Poirier winning by TKO, 238 of round one. And on to the co-main event. This was a fight. There was another heavyweight battle between two heavy hitters with hands like cement. It was Ben Rothwell and Matt Mitrione. And Mitrione was on, you know, he had, his last three fights, he was having some spectacular um, knockouts. You know, like Joe Rogan was saying, those are some of the three best finishers he's ever had. Um, you know, he had three quick, I mean, I think they said his last six fights, he didn't make it out of the first round, or his opponent didn't make it out of the first, whatever it works out to, but um, it, this one was, you figured it was going to be fireworks, and people were commenting, uh, UFC commentators were saying on the weigh-in show that it looked like Rothwell might have been like a little, you know, maybe he was psyched out a little bit, because he seemed like he was leaning back, he wasn't engaging, he really didn't look Mitrione in the eye, they were thinking maybe he was psyched out, or he was a little afraid or something, that wasn't the case last night. Rothwell wins by what they're. I'm looking at the Wikipedia thing here. This is going to be that. He won by a guillotine. It was a front guillotine. That's what it was. They're calling it a front choke on Wikipedia. Last night, they called it a go go choke. No such thing as a go go choke. This pissed me off. I got to address this. It's not a go go choke like uh, Bruce Buffer called it, it's not a diesel squeezel choke like Dominic Cruz called it. And it's not a shamrock choke, as um, Sean Shirk referred to it once when he was here in Altoona doing an MMA seminar. These are just made-up terms, and stop doing that. I hate when people do that. There are judo techniques as the basis for all the chokes involved in MMA. Learn them. Learn what they are and learn what the MMA equivalent of them is. It, was, it wasn't even a modified version of a guillotine. It was just uh, a guillotine in an off position. And, you know, Matt Mitrione came in, tried to do a sloppy takedown. There was a scramble. Ben Rothwell took advantage of the bad positioning by Matt Mitrione, locked it in, and he got – and Mitrione did everything wrong at that point. You know, he came in. He was rushing the takedown. He wasn't paying attention during the scramble didn't pay attention to his positioning, didn't try to rotate out of it or didn't try to even prevent Roswell from getting his arms in there properly. The only thing Mitrione did was he used both hands to tap out. 
there was no way he was he was getting he that was his his only option. So uh, Rothwell wins by guillotine, not a go-go choke, not a diesel squeezel, not a shamrock choke. Ben Rothwell wins by guillotine at 154 of round one. Interview Rothwell gave a typical Matt Mitrione interview. It was it was kooky, it was crazy, it was like one of those ones like, dude, I want you to pee in a cup because it seemed like you're on some. It was that kooky and that crazy. And he gave some weird kind of Count Chocula or the Count from Sesame Street laugh. Uh, <laughs> you know, an evil laugh at the end there. It was, you know, it was interesting. Uh, but, hey, he just won his fight. He was probably the underdog, so give him a moment there. Let him do what he got to do. <laughs> so, like I said, Ben Rothwell took advantage of some sloppy technique, and even Matt Mitrione admitted it. He said it was stupid. You can, you can, if you read lips, you can see that. And the commentator, uh, Brian Stan, mentioned that Mitrione admitted that what he did was stupid, and he paid for it. Cost him a fight. Uh, and then on to the main event: Dan Henderson versus Tim Bosch. This was one of those ones where nobody expected it to get out of the first round. Somebody was probably going to sleep. Uh, Tim Boach was the, the favorite uh, uh, on here, which is strange. You know, Dan Henderson, I guess, because, I guess they were doing it because he's, he was 44 years old, you know, fighting all the way back since UFC 17, a long time ago, you know. So maybe that's why they were counting out Dan Henderson. But you don't count out Dan Henderson. You don't slack on Dan Henderson. So Dan Henderson will put you to sleep. Just ask show one to it. And uh, kind of what happened, you know, Nothing taking nothing away from Tim Boach. I mean, full disclosure, I picked Tim Boach. I had him winning by KO, second round. I don't know why I said second round. I didn't figure it was getting out of the first anyway, but that was my pick over on Tapology. I put Boach by KO, TKO, round two. Didn't happen. <laughs> Only took uh, Dan Henderson 28 seconds, and some of that was probably unnecessary, not taking anything away from Big John. I mean, he was there. He was paying attention. Uh, but Dan Henderson wins by KO, over Tim Boach, 28 seconds into round one. Amazing night of fights. Like I said, 10 out of the 12 did not go to the judges, which leads me back to what I was saying here. Francisco Rivera, in his post-fight interview, did something that I hate. Um, He asked for a performance of the night bonus. And I understand, you know, Guy's away from his family. He, he, it was a hard training camp for him. He misses his kids. He misses his wife or girlfriend, whatever. It was a tough training camp. He said he was a little bit injured going into it. Um, so he, he said he, his quote was something like, you know, I've been fighting for the UFC for a long time. Can I get me one of them bonuses? I need it. Well, you know, which is a big thing. I'm not going to get into it this episode because I'm coming up on short time, but the Reebok deal sucks in most uh, of the players' opinions, and they're, they feel they're losing money. So I can understand why Rivera would want to ask for a bonus, but I, I, you shouldn't do that, in my opinion. Don't do it. It's not professional. It makes you look like you're begging. It looks tacky. My opinion, if you deserve one, if you earned one, your performance will do the talking for you. And... You know, people would hate me if I was Dana White or the one in charge of that because I wouldn't be giving them out. I'd say if you ask for it, you're disqualified from it. You're not getting one. Because the way I look at it, you're already getting – you get the guaranteed show-up pay. If you make weight, you get your show-up pay. you miss weight, you get 20% of that taken off, and it goes to your opponent. But you already got your pay. If you win, 
you get your win bonus. So that's what I would have said to Rivera. You're already getting a win bonus. You got your bonus. Don't ask for another bonus on top of your bonus. But if your performance warranted it, and his was the fastest finish of the night, but that doesn't automatically make it the best finish of the night. <clears throat> but if you deserve it, you will get it. Um, as I said, $50,000 went to both Brian Ortega and Thiago Tavares because that was the fight of the night, which it was in my opinion. And um, sometimes Dana White goes as many as four people on the performance of the night bonuses, but it, it would have been hard to pick out of those other remaining nine fights that ended in finish. Who do you give it to? Who do you not give it to? So he kind of went with the local boys, and uh, Dustin Poirier and Sean Jordan each were awarded $50,000 for a performance of the night bonus. Kind of hard to deny Dustin Poirier. He, he did what he was supposed to do. He picked his opponent apart. Same thing for Sean Jordan. You know, both those fights went a little bit longer than Rivera, but they were more action-packed and just puddle. I guess maybe Dana White doesn't like Dan Henderson so much because uh, taking out a tough guy like Tim Boach in 28 seconds probably could have got one. I probably would have gave one to. I would have went with uh, Poirier and Jordan, but I probably also would have gave one to Henderson and maybe Burchak. I don't know. But, <clears throat> but great night of fights, amazing. Like CM Punk said, well worth the 50 bucks. Oh, wait, it was free. <laughs> so, uh, I'm basically going to wrap up the talk there. That was uh, the night of fights. You know, thank you to Robert Joseph of Epic Leap Entertainment doing a great Gladiators of the Cage event. Thank you to Cage Fury Fighting Championships for putting on an amazing event in Bethlehem. And thank you, UFC, for putting on a killer event in New Orleans. Um, this is Jeff McConnell, a.k.a. Zen Rhino. And I just want to wrap it up by saying thank you to everybody that listens. Thank you to all my friends in MMA media. Thank you to all my friends on my social media pages. Thank you to my family, everybody, anybody that supports my efforts on the radio show, the blog, the YouTube channel, people that are willing to come on and be guests on my show, people willing to come on and help co-host the show, um, people who help me with content for the show and my blogs, people who help put my my articles, my opinion pieces, and these interviews out there. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you to Eddie Dude Dowd for um, working with us there with the promo code uh, DAMAGE over at MMABarn.org. Thank you to Brian Bello. Uh, he's uh, going to be sending another decal, and we're going to be doing a giveaway soon. So thank you to Brian Bello of Bello's Vinyl. Um, like I said, I'm going to be checking out uh, Doc Howie's Zion X Band. I'll give you an update on that. And also I want to give a quick shout-out to Jessica Evil Eye, Stephen Reichel and I of Cage Side Submissions. We're going to be doing some giveaway contests. Uh, Jessica, uh, I sent her some trading cards to get signed. Hopefully they come back soon. But regardless, for Jessica's fight with Misha Tate coming up in Chicago next month, I'm going to be doing a meme giveaway contest where somebody does a meme about Jessica crushing a cupcake or something. I'll, I'll work out the details, but stay tuned for that. I'll be giving away a Jessica I signed trading card. Steven's going to be doing one where you make a short video, crushing a cupcake, tag me, tag Steven, tag Jessica. You know, you could win. Short video. Look on Steven's uh, Facebook pages for, and uh, Twitter for Cage Side Submissions. 
I believe it's CSS Radio at Twitter. So check that out, and that'll lead you to his other pages. On mine, uh, like I said, the meme contest, you're going to have to tag me, Jessica, and Steven, and we'll figure out who gets the signed Jessica Evil Eye card. Um, so that's it. I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you very much. This was Episode 5 of Fight Night Recap of the Damage Report Live Radio. Do it like this.